spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by Brandon Deutsch, Armani Buckets, and today Kayla Kinnearum. Kayla, how are you? I'm great, guys. I'm so happy to be back with you all. I haven't been with the three of you in a minute. You have not been, uh, because uh, we have not seen you in quite some time. <laughs> we do have to give you the floor to give Brandon some grief. Chiefs and 49ers. Mm. We were hoping that that would be a fantastic game. Brandon's going to look away. But Kayla, how good are the Chiefs right now? Um, I have them winning the Super Bowl. That's where we're at. I feel very confident. Brandon's shaking his head no. I'll bet you $150 they don't win That's the Super That's Brandon's Bowl. favorite number, by the way. That's I, his new favorite I'll, number to bet. I'll make that bet. What? Oh, here we go, Brandon. Things <laughs> really? just got interesting. Oh, I got to root for the Chiefs to lose now. <laughs> Bills, you better not disappoint me. You want to make a, the bet? Put a 44-23 beatdown on your 49ers. Let's be real. It was 28-23. And it, the he tried Niners, to parse it like that. It was said, what was the final score? The final, though, was different oh, than that Mark. score. Hey, keep that same energy when, <laughs> the, when the Niners win the Super Bowl in like eight weeks when they get hot. Or I, not I'll, eight weeks, I'll take like a rematch. Weeks. I'll take a Chiefs 49ers I, rematch. I would love it. I I'll, would love Jimmy Garoppolo to just dominate the Chiefs. Although I did, <laughs> I did say this yesterday on another... Thing. I would love a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl. Andy Reid's Super Bowl. You've oh, got the Kelsey right. brothers. So many great storylines. Not gonna happen. The Eagles haven't played anybody. Wow. When when you were gone, Arash, when you were getting your coffee, yeah. uh, Brandon did predict the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl. What? So, yes, he did. What? Wait, well, why? Where? Well, where's this coming from? <laughs> like, I know you're they a 49ers the best, fan. They but. have the best roster in the NFL, and I just think like. Last year, they were 3-5. and five. They started, they went on a run, and they should have gone to the Super Bowl last year if they didn't drop the interception from, from Matt Stafford, obviously. But they didn't. Stuff happens. The Rams deserved it. They won a Super Bowl. I think the Niners have a better roster this year. They have a better team. I just want to see them. I'm glad they got beat down now versus, like, if there was a Super Bowl and they got beat down. You know what I'm saying? So, they need to learn. Kyle Shanahan isn't doing enough to get Christian McCaffrey involved. It was his first week. The defense looked terrible against an elite team. However, if we're just looking at roster construction, they have no holes other than Jimmy G. You know, and it's a big hole, but he's like still a top 16, yeah. 17 quarterback. It's also your coach, right? It was a close game in the fourth quarter. And then you just let it 
Yeah, Kyle didn't do a good. I mean, Kyle in the fourth quarter is just a terrible coach. But I'm just saying, like the NFC is so weak. It's like it is wide open. It's wide open. How do you explain the Bears and Broncos loss? That is that's an awful loss. But look at the year the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won it all. They lost to the worst team in the league twice, which was like the Saints that year, or not the Saints. It was like the Falcons. They lost to other teams. (laughs) They lost us, and they lost to you the year they won the Super Bowl. So that's a hey. Lose to the Bears yeah. and win the Super Bowl. It's <laughs> a good Remember sign. That. No, but I just feel like I just get a feeling. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I just got a feeling from God and from the universe oh. that the 49ers, it's our year. When my dad, who's the most pessimistic fan in the world, says before the season, that it's our year. We're winning the Super Bowl. Wait, and he said like, that before the season. Yes. Now, but you thought that, that uh, Trey would be your quarterback, right? So, yes. But, uh, but I think the ceiling's higher with Jimmy right I now. I 100% agree. And when Jimmy G took over, a lot of fans that I think you included said, okay, well, maybe we have a chance this year. Because you know Jimmy G can take I, you to the promised land. He could take you to the Super Bowl. He could take you to the conference can he win it? But can he win it? You That's know, and I really want that narrative to change because I really like Jimmy G. Yeah. And against the Chiefs, he looked very good. It's besides that one interception, which kind of changed the whole game. Because we know the Chiefs were going to score every time they get the ball. You just kind of yeah. know that. And you got to play the clock correctly. Kyle didn't do that. They, he took Christian McCaffrey out on the third and three. I'm just, if they beat the Rams this week, and the Niners are going to the Super Bowl. I really think if that. they do, cover of GQ will be Jimmy Garoppolo and Christian McCaffrey. Look at I his know. eyes. Look at Brandon's eyes. He's got, look at how he got so excited. That is, that, is that is that real? No, no, I put that out there. I, I of mean, course I, it's I real. It. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon said it was the most attractive duo. He, he and perhaps in all of sports. It's not Jimmy even Garoppolo close. and Christian it's not McCaffrey. Even close. Mahomes and Kelsey. <laughs> Mahomes. Oh He's God, saying, they're very good looking. He talks like uh, Kermit the Frog. Come on now. I love the way he talks. It's endearing. Yes. <laughs> he needs to ship his brother to China or something. Get him out of the U.S. Uh, Jackson's been very mellow this season, I would say. I, I wonder if there was sucks. a conversation like, hey, man, like this is already tough enough being a quarterback in the National Football League. Like, I don't need my family chirping. They have not and... been a storyline once that right. I can think of. That's good. Too bad. No Tyreek going to choke in the playoffs. By the way, speaking of voices, the Chiefs like Kayla's voice so much. We're, I'm watching social media. Juju Smith-Schuster, USC Trojans fight on. Woo. It's it's Kayla. It's Kayla's voice talking about how much, uh, you know, about the Chiefs and Juju and the offense. And Do you know what's funny? The clip they took. So I do a podcast. Uh, you can promote it. It's all good. <laughs> on Odyssey, <laughs> through Odyssey. It's called uh, It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. And they're directly affiliated with the local station mm. in KC that the Chiefs do all their interviews with. I was making an analogy as it pertained to So You Think You Can Dance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was basically just saying like, when you have a great dance on So You Think You Can Dance, one that like blows up, it's because it's the right choreographer, the right dancer, the right song. When you have that perfect storm, it makes a beautiful dance. And I said the same thing about a team. You can have a, a player with good talent, put them in the right system with the right coach, the right quarterback, and you can have magic. And they used it. So yeah. they didn't use the so you think you can dance part. But. They should have, yeah, let that go a little bit longer. They didn't just hire <laughs> so, you as the main social media person. Yeah. <laughs> then they might win the Super Bowl. Then, <laughs> that's the missing piece. They're that's disrespecting the Kalo right now. You know. <laughs> All right, guys, big, big game tonight. Big game tonight only because I'm very intrigued by the future of one Russell Westbrook here in Los Angeles. He is doubtful and... Um, Obviously, the number one kind of thought there was if he's not going to play, are they looking to trade him? I mean, that's what generally happens in the league. I mean, if you're beginning to shop a player around, you don't want him to get hurt. 
my view is I don't think that that's the case here. I think that they would like to trade him. I think that they are calling teams, trying to figure out a way to make it work. How does this play out? Let's let's play out this road trip. They, they probably lose tonight to Denver. They probably lose in Minnesota to the Timberwolves. You know, that, that's a 50-50 shot. I mean, like if they start the season 0-5, I mean, how much pressure? I, this is how I've always played it out in Brandon. I told you this in the yeah. Summer League. Rob will make this trade. At the end of the day, he will give up more than he wants to. But the pressure will be way too great. Because here's the thing. This team actually has a chance to contend. I don't agree that they can be a championship contending team this year. But they can do what I think that they can do, which was be they're a playoff team, not even a play-in team. I think if they make that trade, they're the sixth seed. Well, Fire. what I, I want to see is if Russell Westbrook does not play, the excuses have to run out for Kendrick Nunn and Austin Reeves. Those two have just not performed. Everybody exactly. loves to point the finger at Russell Westbrook. The rest of the roster, besides LeBron and AD, Pat Bev has been terrible besides one game, and still offensively, he hasn't been very good. JTA, okay. Damian Jones and Th- Thomas Bryant's hurt, but the center position is completely useless. So all this finger pointing at Westbrook tonight is the night. All right, Austin Reeves, you get point. more minutes. Kendrick Nunn, you get more minutes. Can you do anything with them? I don't think this is as big of a game as you guys think. They're going to lose. I mean, Denver's a really good team. They're not beating good teams. But you until- know where it's a big? I think he's making a great point here. If yeah. they if they win without Russell, then you kind of can tell continue to tell them to sit down. If they go on a win streak. Then it's that really like awkward conversation where you say, can you sit home? Because I don't think Russell will want to sit home. Can you John Wall him? Yes. And I, yeah, I, do I, it. They, Get, yeah. Just keep him there. I don't care. Keep him home until the deadline, then trade him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know well, they need the shooting. That's interesting thing. Like, if they can go on a win streak here where they don't have to trade him to yeah. turn their... Again, keep your head above water. Be a playoff their team. Their defense is elite. That's it's the just key. just the offense. And Armand is right. Kendrick Nunn needs to start shooting. This is a guy who has a career 37, 38% three-point percentage. He's not hitting shots. Yeah. It's like he forgot how to shoot. He couldn't hit... Uh, he couldn't hit uh, water outside a boat, right? If he threw a ball, right? I mean, I mean that was a terrible analogy. I don't think that's the correct analogy, <laughs> but at the same or metaphor, or whatever. Uh, but uh, couldn't hit water with a paddle or something on a who knows whatever he can't shoot he's brick city patrick beverly 38 percent career three-point shooter 37 percent. he can't hit anything yeah. i mean he has to be in for defense i want to see juan toscano anderson actually shoot threes and lonnie walker make their threes i think those are the two most important players because they're their only wings and i know lonnie's six four but he's a seven foot almost wingspan and he can actually guard the three and he's a good defender juan toscano anderson is obviously six seven he can guard the three I want those guys, since they're the best defenders on the wing position on the team, right? They need to be able to hit threes. Otherwise, the Lakers will go and get a wing that can shoot. Yeah. Because Heald's not the greatest defender. He's not bad by any means. But if you're looking like, okay, we need someone who can actually hit threes and play defense, then you're going to call you know, Detroit about Bogdanovich, even though they just traded for him. You know? I, I think it's also important to remember last season, the Pelicans started one and 12 and they point. made the play in. So yes, there's a sense of urgency. Yes. You want to flip the script and flip the narrative. But again, like with that play in tournament, it does extend your, your oh, 100%. ability. And it's to, not like the King. Look, this San Antonio is going to, go down here. Yeah, Utah yes. is going to go down here at some point. Like Portland's not going to continue to be hot. I don't even think Portland makes the play in. I don't care how Wait, good they've Wait, what? Won. 
Yeah, I don't. Damian I don't, Lillard's I don't playing at an MVP level. Who cares? They're still not better, in my opinion, as a full roster. Once the Lakers trade Westbrook, then the Lakers, then you know the Wolves. Even though the Wolves are terrible, the Wolves will make the play-in. And then who's the other team? I mean, you got to look down the. I guess they could be the ten seed. Yeah, that makes sense. They could be the ten or nine seed or eight seed, and the Lakers could be the ten. That does make sense. I won't give them that, but I'm saying they're not going to be like. A, a five seed, like people are no, saying right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't care so. how good they are. They don't have the defense to do it. And besides Damian Lillard, if unless Anthony Simons can play like he did the other day every single night, it's going to be very hard for them to create offense when Damian Lillard shut down on a night. And the West is so hard. It's like I expect the Lakers to start. I think they'll beat the Timberwolves. I think they'll start one and six. I really do. Okay. I think they're going to lose tonight. They're yeah. going to lose both games to the Nuggets, in my opinion, if they still have Westbrook. But they're going to beat the Timberwolves because I said it before the year, and I'll take pride in it. I knew the Wolves would be terrible. I knew they would suck because once you give up Jared Vanderbilt, your best perimeter defender, one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA, by the way, and just a spark plug, you give him up and Patrick Beverly, your two best perimeter defenders, for a guy that, yes, is an elite interior defender in Gobert, but he ruins the spacing. Carl Anthony Towns has struggled. Anthony Edwards has struggled. You can't you, you can't hide him offensively. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That team is the team that the Lakers are going to need to be ahead of to really get that eight or nine seed and avoid being that 10-9. They don't want to be the 10-9, you know? Uh, Kayla, how should this play out? Because here's the thing. I don't think Russell is the worst player in the league, and I know a lot of fans want to say that. It's really a change of scenery. I mean, they really... And this is like the really sad part. They, they, they've sucked the joy out of him. And the reason that he was so great and the reason I'm sure that you love him is that he plays with this joy and this passion. And it, it was, it's been sucked away from him. And, and the moment that really stuck with me, not the 0 for 11 against the Clippers, it was when that fan is heckling him and, and he comes out and he wants to confront the fan. And it's like, <laughs> that's not, he wouldn't have done that Simple a couple choice, of years ago. Simple choice, play better. Well, but, but it's beyond that. And I really truly believe that he, if he gets traded to the Heat, if he gets traded to someone else, he will be a productive player. How do you want to see this play out for him? Because I don't think it can work here. Things at the Russell Westbrook fan club are bleak right now. Um, <laughs> I'm very, th- yeah, I'm upset because like you said, he's fun to watch when he is that fiery, electric, competitive player. And we have not seen that from him um, on this Lakers team. I mean, in a perfect world, I would love to see him go back to OKC. Right. <laughs> Brandon's against that. No, I hope. God if bless. If you're the Thunder, if you're Sam Presti, he, they're not doing that because they're not, they want to take. That they, city no, loves not because they want to. Actually, they might do it because he's so bad that <laughs> they if they want to lose, like yeah, they might do that. But he would stunt the development of Shy Gilgis Alexander, their star player. But if, it's a, but if it's at the trade deadline and if it's at the end of the and you want to, then you're just yeah. taking the ball out of Shy's hands. Yeah. That's terrible for his uh, development. They're at, not going to do that. At this point, send him anywhere else. I just want to no, see I, him happy again. I, you know, here's a hot take. I never thought I'd say because I really like Russell Westbrook, you know, 29% from the floor, 8% from three to start the year. The worst numbers in the league by far. His career may be over. No, that's not true. No, no, no. (gasps) No. What's going to happen is, again, they're going to give him a change of scenery. You think that's going to help? He's still going to be awful from the floor. It's whether the team will allow him to do what he does best and get to the rim that they can be like, okay, we can have you shoot 20% from three as long as you're getting to the rim eight times a game because that's where his strength is. He's good enough to still be a high-end player at the rim. 
And if he tries defensively, he'll be on a roster. But what I'm saying is maybe he's so domed up that even a, a change of scenery, That's like, are you going to, I mean, we're talking about an analytical NBA right now. He's the worst analytical player in the I NBA. I say that, but I saw what happened to Carmelo and I yeah. would, but then he's, he's going to, and that's why I'm so shocked about how this season is playing out is that they've talked to him, they've they've had conferences, they've 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 had practices. So it's not like and he hasn't fixed mm-hmm. what's going on. He hasn't like adjusted. He I mean, doesn't he's a he's pigheaded. I hate to the, say it. But he what doesn't was that shot? Change. He had like they had they, they had a one point lead. There's fifteen seconds left on the shot and he pulls up and shoots a jump. He wants to be traded. And yeah. But he wanted the team to lose. It, like, it, it reminds me of Allen Iverson. Carmelo, yes, not, because yeah. Carmelo couldn't adjust to the bench roll, but AI literally you snapped your finger and he was he was done. He was out of I the league. I covered his last game. I think this was it. He he signed with the Grizzlies and they're in Los Angeles to play the Clippers and you just it wasn't him it's I mean and he didn't like his role he didn't and you, you're right I mean like I can't imagine him not being in the league next season but if he can't adjust to a new role where he's the sixth man and he's like I'm still gonna be me like I'm gonna be Russ like no 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 like like there's no room for that guy because you're not the That's same player to Kyle Lowry Kyle Lowry's out of the NBA next That's year That's crazy no it's possible. I mean, he's got one year left on his contract, so unless somebody John Walls him, I love that that's become a, a phrase. But John, hey, hold up. But John Wallace can still do way more offensively yes. than Kyle Lowry. But we're just talking about the idea, like, we're going to pay you, but just go home. Yeah, but that's because the Rockets <laughs> wanted to take. No, I get that. Like, but John Wall was still good. Yes. Like, he's still a good player. Yes. You know? I, I agree. Hey, but you know, here's the idea. What if you're the Thunder and you make that trade, but you kind of bring him on as a... You know, something with the fans. An ambassador. He's still beloved, right? I would right? love that. Kayla, I'm assuming is, he's still beloved oh, in the Thunder. I, yeah, The mayor made every day Russell Westbrook there we day. Go. The problem is, who are the Thunder going to give us if we give them picks? I don't... I, it's a great They're not going to give up anybody yeah. good. I don't and know I how think, trade works, I think so. we're at this position <laughs> where the Lakers need to get something good in return, no? That's true, yeah. Like, what is an ambassador? Is that a... <laughs> he's holding so, pom-poms hey, or... Brandon, so I forgot about this part of the Pujols contract. Now Pujols will begin a 10-year contract with the Angels where he gets paid a million dollars a year effectively to, I don't know, That's shake good. hands. Yeah, That's good. Fantastic. He should be the manager. Yeah. Fire who fire Nevin. That guy <laughs> Why sucked. Not? Yeah. He incited a freaking riot. That's right. Yeah. He did. He incited a riot and tried to Kayla, fight the like, mayor. Sad that that is going to happen here and not in St. Louis. Although, listen, he he retired a cardinal. He's a cardinal great, but yeah, he'll he'll effectively for the next ten years he's attached to the Angels on a ten year ten million it. dollar contract. I love it. I am living under a rock because I, this is news to me. So that was part of the first deal. And again, no one was talking about it because the contract was so big. But it was basically once your contract is over and once you retire, we're signing you to a 10-year, $10 million contract to... How do I get that? So Brandon, what is this? I mean, he's going to shake hands. He's going to show he's up at games, sign autographs, take pictures. What? With no, no, they'll put him in the front office probably too. Okay. Like, But uh, he should be a manager. Like, Pools is one of the nicest, hardest working yes. guys. I can great, attest to that. Great for the clubhouse. I mean, it seems like a. I don't. I know his his tenure with the Angels is. You know, it was a little bit shaky toward the end. Yeah. But still, I think he's one of those guys who's just be would be a picture perfect man. So that's what it would be. So Russell would go back at Russell, Oklahoma. the friendly Russell Westbrook. I mean, <laughs> I think he'd be loves, friendly Oklahoma loves City. People and loves Not to interact with so everybody. It's so sad how it's played out. No fan base loves him more. I will say I, that. I at agree. the end of the day, Russell, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> number one on Russell Westbrook's list. 
biggest is Russell Westbrook. He is one of the biggest egos in the NBA, and that's fine if he can really get to the hoop. But he's never going to concede and do something other than he wants. He'll never do it. We've seen it the past couple of years. He'll yeah. never do it ever. Let me get this straight. You want him to be like a Udonis <laughs> Haslam, like yeah. sitting at the, on the end of the bench. And- he's already that. But listen, he's in a contract year, and now so like like I was so against what Brandon said, but I remembered Carmelo, and you brought up Ellen Iverson, and I saw that firsthand. It can happen like that very quickly because if you can't adapt, and Vince Carter did the best job of adapting I've ever mm. seen a superstar do. If you can't say, hey, like I get it, like I'm not the player I was even a couple of years ago. I mean, look at. Look at, it was just two years ago, the Lakers traded Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Montrezl Harrell, and I think they threw in a draft oh, pick, right? A first-round oh, pick? Worst I mean, trade what of the time. heck are they throwing out a first-round pick in there for? I mean, uh, imagine if they can redo that. Imagine this Lakers team with Kuzma, KCP, Caruso. And then you sign Montrezl like, Harrell. Probably the best first. team in the West. Amazing. They were the best team in the West when they lost <laughs> to the Suns. If they don't get hurt, that's they're playing not, in the finals. The way, that's that's not on Rob. That's on LeBron. We know okay. LeBron yeah. was the one who wanted Westbrook, and it's his fault. Every time we're like, oh, let's feel sorry about LeBron. He's great, but his team sucks. It's his fault. He wanted Westbrook, and now he, this is what happens. And one day he's got to talk about that when this trade happens. He's got to talk about that if it's on the shop, if it's... Uh, what did you see? Like, like again, one of the greatest basketball minds. What did you see? Like, how was that going to play loyalty, out? Blind loyalty, Arash. Blind loyalty. He likes his boys. Why do you like think they he never played Carmelo together. They were year. on Team USA. Perhaps they, they, they hung out together, but they, they, they had not played together. He wanted someone that was like a go-getter, like a bulldog, a I hard think, worker. Yeah. And that's what Westbrook is. At the end of the day, he's going to work hard. He he's wanted a, to he's do he's a very hard I worker. That's what it was. Yeah. Like he, he wanted to take some time off. This guy could be me when I take time. It just didn't work out, though. It was just a, it was just like an absolute train wreck. And LeBron himself, don't surround myself around with shooters. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Grant Mona when we return on the Mighty Air 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game, in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Sporting Tribune guest hotline right now and join our good friend Grant Mona. Grant, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, guys. Uh, well, I'm doing okay. My Clippers are oh. kind of uh, fluttering here, but you could be I a Lakers fan. Both LA teams are kind of. I know. Wow. I was going to say both teams. Are kind we of knew about the so, Lakers, uh, though, Grant. We knew about the Lakers, and so I'm glad you brought yeah. this up. We did not touch on this in the first segment, but I think this is one of the bigger stories in the league to track right now. 
Kauai. We knew load management is part of, uh, of Kauai's deal. We knew that in Toronto. We knew that when he came to the Clippers. My issue right now, and I want to get your thoughts, Grant, and we'll get the crew's thoughts as well. There is a chance here where his knees not fully healed. There is a chance where, where this is going to be a problem. And there is a chance here where load management is fine, but at some point consistency, you do have to play with your core group. And I always felt that that was a problem for this team in, in terms of, okay, so like on paper, when, when they're healthy, key term there, they got Paul George, they got Kawhi, they got a great team. If they only play half the season together and Kawhi's knees not 100%, how concerned are you with the Clippers? You know, Rush, it's exactly what Clipper fans are, are thinking right now. And it's, it's what I'm, I'm concerned about as well is what you said, continuity. Because you look at all these teams and, you know, the Warriors are kind of a, an outlier because Steph Curry came back the first game of the playoffs last year after missing whatever, but it's Steph Curry. They know what his role is in the team. They know how to play with, with each other. The Clippers, this is a whole new team. Like this is, you know, like we've said in, in previous shows, this is probably their best and deepest roster yet, but it's not solidified in terms of chemistry. It's not solidified in terms of continuity. And you need to have your stars in there. I understand rest. I understand taking back, you know, one of the back-to-back games off. Fine. But Kawhi Leonard took off yesterday's game, and it wasn't a back-to-back. It was, you had a day off before. You had a travel day before. He didn't play many minutes on Sunday because they got absolutely crushed. So you look at it and you say, okay, Paul George, he had a non-COVID illness. And I don't know how many times Paul George is going to get sick to where we have to, you know, seriously consider giving him a vitamin C packet because he got <laughs> he got. COVID in, in the playing game, and now he's sick for non-COVID. So I don't know what's going on with him. But, you know, Marcus Morris, you know, rightfully so, is his father just passed away. So, you know, I, I could understand that. But, you know, with Kawhi Leonard, you have to understand, like, this continuity thing is real. You, all these teams that are vying for the top three spots, look at the Pelicans. They're already hurt, but their depth got them that win against the Mavericks yesterday. And in my opinion, you need to have your depth step up, but you also need to have your stars integrated into that lineup. It is a bit concerning. You know, last year, I know people don't like taking Skip Bayless's takes, but Skip Bayless is actually on top of a lot of Kawhi Leonard news. And in 2021, he predicted the torn ACL when everyone thought it was a sprained knee ligament or whatever it was. He predicted a torn ACL. Skip Bayless came out a couple months ago and said that Kawhi's rehab did not go as well. His knee isn't healing as properly as it should be, and it's a cause for concern. And I'm, you know, I brushed it off. I was like, oh, no, he doesn't know what he's talking about anymore. You know, he doesn't have sources in Kawhi's camp. Now I'm kind of starting to believe it with what we're seeing. He had stiffness yesterday. That's not what you want to see from a guy coming off an ACL injury. And I've seen, you know, there are Twitter doctors, I know, but they are actually registered doctors. And they've said, this is not what you'd like to see from a torn ACL, you know, coming off of a 15-month rehab. And that's a cause for concern for Clipper fans, and especially with the way they're playing. They're, Norm Powell's been atrocious, and... The stars, Paul George hasn't looked that good except for that one game against the Kings. So I'm actually pretty concerned right now for the continuity and the chemistry. Yeah, and Grant, uh, I, I agree. I couldn't agree more. Kawhi Leonard hasn't looked good when he's been on the court. That's evident. And I just think, like, yes, he didn't rehab correctly, but I'm, 
I, my admiration for AD continuing to play, you know, through lower back tightness and all this, every single, he wants to play every single game. That's going to pay dividends for them, the Lakers, later in the season. You have to get into a rhythm. We saw what happened to the Clippers in the bubble when Kawhi was load managing and they just weren't prepared in that Denver series after they were up three to one, right? We saw that. We saw that the next year. You know, where he was, okay, they got it together, they beat the Mavericks, but then, you know, Kawhi gets hurt, I was an injury, whatever, and the rest of the team did well, and then the following year, right, Kawhi doesn't play, George didn't have momentum, they lose in the play-in, right, because George was hit or miss all year with injuries. I mean, it just feels like Jerry West and, and, and you know, Lawrence Frank and all of them, they want Kawhi to be healthy, they're going to do, they've, they kind of started this trend of load management with Kawhi Leonard a couple years back, it hasn't worked for them. And I understand you have to be careful with Kawhi Leonard, but really, as the season goes on, he's going to need to play every single game in the second half of the season if he's healthy. He's going to need to. I don't care because you need that momentum going into the postseason. Am I wrong, Grant? No, you're not wrong. And and that's kind of, you know, I I browse, you know, the the Clippers subreddit and I browse Clippers Twitter and, um, you know, there's a lot of concern, even amongst media members. It's like, you know, Joey Lynn, who's who's awesome. He's part of the Sporting Tribune. I listened to his, his podcast yeah. yesterday. Shout out Joey, um, the Clips Combo. Um, he was mentioning it too. Like, yes, you do have this amount of, of insane depth, and you have a great coach. Everything's in place for you. But if you don't put it together early in the season and work things out, and I understand it's the fourth game. I'm not trying. I'm trying not to overreact too much. But you know, like you said with the Lakers. Anthony Davis is playing through those injuries that he's had, those minor things that he's playing through right now because he knows how important chemistry is to that team and what he's gone through the past two years. And I saw a thing yesterday, you know, the Clippers, I think Kawhi Leonard has earned like a million dollars per game or something. It was something crazy to where he's not even earned anything near what they're paying him because he hasn't been on the floor. And, you know, a lot of Lakers fans like to bring up the fact that Anthony Davis and LeBron James, Anthony Davis has played more games than PG and Kawhi combined in the past two. And they're right, man. Like, the Clippers have to get this thing together to where it's like, hey, we are healthy. We have to go for it. This is our year. I understand resting him, like I said, back-to-backs. But you have to have that continuity. You have to have that chemistry. And you hit it right on the head. Kawhi Leonard is not looking like himself. Paul George is even looking like himself, and, he, and he's healthy. So there is cause for concern. That, you know, the Lakers, at least their defense is awesome. They have one thing they need to improve on, and that's shooting. If they improve even to the mean, even to average, they will be a contending team. And the Clippers, you look at it defensively, they're not that great. Rebounding, really bad. Zubac has been their best player so far, in my opinion, and that's not a good sign for the Clippers. You have to be better early in the season with the schedule as easy it is to begin the season. With that being said, Grant, part of the struggle seems like it is the starting point guard position. Do you think that Ty Lue will reconsider that uh, choice of Reggie Jackson versus John Wall at some point? It's really questionable to me, Armand, because, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks, I've always thought that John Wall should have been the starter. I mean, all you had to do was watch two preseason games with John Wall playing to know that he's a better fit for the starting team than Reggie Jackson. And, you know, obviously Reggie Jackson is, is a, a cult legend for Clippers fans. So, you know, they're obviously going to love him no matter what. He's kind of like the new Patrick Beverly for Clippers fans. But you got to look at what he's doing. He's absolutely atrocious right now. He's not moving well. He had a, you know, he, in the first game he had a... Uh, he made an appearance on the injury report with a sore right groin. Everyone's like, oh, you know, he's just sore. 
it looks like he's hurt out there. And even Ty Lue yesterday, he commented in his press conference, he was like, yeah, you know, Reggie's not feeling that great. Excuse me, if he's not feeling that great, why are we playing him? If you're going to rest your stars, why not rest the guys that can get the time off? Like, Reggie Jackson's a guy that, need, if, even if he's fully on, I don't think he will be the starter going down the stretch, especially in the second half. So why play him now, put him at risk of an even bigger injury when, you know, this is the fourth game of the city, you're playing the Thunder, take him out, rest him. He's playing bad. It looks like he's hurt. John Wall has shown flashes of that Wizards John Wall. He still has that athleticism. He can still finish at the rim very well. His free throws have been way off. He himself said that he's shooting it like Shaq at the free throw line. But John Wall has been the better point guard and probably the second best player on the team so far, which is both good and bad because you obviously want your two stars to be you know, the best two players. But John Wall is definitely the best option at point guard for the Clippers. Yeah. Hey, Grant, I'm going to switch gears here to the NFL. Um, last weekend, we saw my Chiefs put a beat down on Brandon's 49ers. So my question is, after these after these first seven weeks, who do you think the best team is in the NFL? And beyond that, who would you put in the top five? Oh, well, you know, I, I do think it's the Bills uh, still. I do think it's the Bills. And I know the Eagles are playing extremely well. But, you know, you got to look at the Bills totality of the situation. I mean, the Bills have the best quarterback in the NFL. Yep. Um, they have no. the best, you know, the fun. It's not even close, by the way, Kayla. It's not close. Patrick Mahomes is first in passing yards, first in touchdowns. Congratulations. Allen wouldn't have thrown an interception on the first drive against the Sorry, 49ers. Sorry, Grant. We interrupted. <laughs> no problem. No problem at all. I love this debate. Um, you know, Josh Allen has Gabe Davis and he has Stephon Diggs. Patrick Mahomes has Juju Smith-Schuster, Nicole Hardman, and, you know, I, I understand that he has some weapons, but I like Josh Allen's weapons better, which is why I like the Bills a lot more. They have Von Miller at the edge. Um, the secondary is a little bit beat up, but, I, I you know, I like what the what the Bills are doing. They might even get OBJ, too, which is crazy. Um, I do have the Chiefs second just because I think the Bills and Chiefs, it's so unfortunate that one of these teams, I wish they could play in the Super Bowl just like last year. I wish both, you know, I know I'm a Rams fan. I, I love that the Rams were the Super Bowl, <laughs> but that, that AFC divisional game was the Super Bowl, honestly. It was. Um, so I wish. I wish those two could play uh, in the Super Bowl, but those are my two. Number three, I got the Eagles. I just think they're, they're sensational this year. Jalen Hurts is so dynamic. Their defense has stepped up. Um, you know, I, four and five is so tough because obviously I, I like the Niners. They're three and four. The, the Seahawks have a better record than the Niners and the Rams, which is insane. But I, I do like the Niners for that defense. Their offense, they just got Christian McCaffrey. Ayuk's awesome. Debo Samuel, they're stacked. It, you know, if, if they play the Chiefs, the Chiefs are awesome. You know, everyone knows that. But the Niners are still formidable. Um, and at five, you can go a variety of different ways. I mean, you could even put the Giants at number five. The way that G Hay is going to love me saying that, but <laughs> the Giants are actually for real. Like, you know, for the first four games, like okay, you know, the four went through and whatever it is, they're actually they're six and one now. You kind of got to take them into consideration as one of the better teams in the league. Obviously, the Cowboys are awesome. Vikings, um, you know, but. The Vikings, yeah, you know, I I think for the Vikings, that division is pretty bad. You know, you have the Lions and the Packers are just not a good football team anymore. Me, Brandon, you and I both said this, that the Packers wouldn't be that good. Um, but the Vikings, I think it's his strength of schedule at this point. They have beaten a few good teams, but I'd like to see them progress as the year goes on for me to put them in the top five. Um, I just think the, the Giants are a more gritty, they're better, way better coached. I know the Vikings have a great coach in Kevin O'Connell. But, you know, Brian Dable's awesome, and that coaching staff has done a great job, especially with Daniel Jones. Um, so, you know, it, it's so weird that we have the Giants and the Eagles 
in this top five, you know, at least for me, you know, even the Vikings and the Cowboys as, as considerations. We never thought those were, we thought we would be Bucks and Rams and Packers and all these, you know, top teams. But it just goes to show like what kind of league the NFL is this year. It's just so, you know, unpredictable, so volatile. Grant, it really just hurt my feelings that you mentioned the NFC North and didn't mention the second best team in the division. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm just I'm gonna flat out say it. The best team in the division, the Chicago Bears. Oh, no! Uh, oh, get out of here. I You're starting your skip Bayless wow. career as, with as, that tape. As we know, Come on now. the NFL is all about getting the momentum at the right time, and it seems like this is my question to you, it seems like the Bears are riding the ship a little bit, at least, with well, the win well, over wait, the wait, Patriots. Wait, wait, wait. How many weapons do the Patriots have? Do, do you believe... How many weapons Come do on. the Bears have? Justin Fields has the worst supporting cast in the Mooney. NFL. Do you believe <laughs> that Justin Smith? Fields is the future for the Chicago Bears at quarterback? Because this is as excited as Bears fans have ever been about the quarterback position. I personally think he's the real deal. I think he's a star. Uh, what do you think about Justin Fields? I mean, yeah, I've liked Justin Fields coming out of college. I thought he was awesome. I thought he was so dynamic. He has a great arm. He's a, he, you know, he's getting smarter and more mature. I, I know Armand, you've seen this as the, as the years, you know, as the weeks gone on. He just looks like a more confident quarterback at that position. And you know, the first year last year, you know, I've always liked his talent, but you know, some of his decision making wasn't there. And you know, he's still a bit shaky now. But Justin Fields, like you said, I think he's going to be a star if you put a good offensive line in front of him, which. The Bears' offensive line is anything but good. If you put an even average offensive line in front of him, I think that he can be that star. You have Darnell Mooney, Montgomery, Khalil Herbert. Um, now the defense is a little bit suspect, but they did. You know, they played very well against the Patriots. And I know the Patriots played Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones, but the Bears have a lot of Bears fans should be very proud of this team for what they've done so far. A lot of people don't even have them at. You know, at this record at this point, I didn't. I didn't think that they would be this good. And, you know, Armand, I'm, I'm pretty sure you probably didn't think they would be this good. You know, they're not great, but this good so far. And it's just a great surprising team to where you have a team like the Bears and you have a team like the Falcons where you go into these matches like, oh, it's the Bears and the Falcons. No, these are teams you have to pay attention to. And just, you know, ask Brandon. The Niners, they lost to the Falcons. The Rams almost lost to the Falcons. The Falcons are another one of those teams. And the Bears are another one of those teams, too. I think, hey, Armand, I have a question for you. Do we finally see the Bears beat the Packers this year? Is that, oh. is that a thing that's going to happen, or is Aaron Rodgers still going to take over? I actually wanted to hear from you about that. I don't know about the Packers, but I do really think, again, we were huge underdogs against the Patriots, and for some reason, Vegas right. is giving the, the Cowboys 9.5 this week, and really? I, I think we're going to go into <laughs> Dallas and win. Wow, 9.5, though. That's a, wow. that's a big spread. You think you're going to go into Dallas and win? I mean, Dallas isn't that good, but you definitely got. You guys could definitely win. But um, man, I, I gotta say, the Bears' signature win against the 49ers, signature win against. <laughs> no, no, no. Armand <laughs> has a point. Yeah. He has a point. Signature win against the Patriots. I know they have no weapons. They still have a great defense, and Fields put up 33 points on them. The Lions, who had the best defense in the league, couldn't even put one point on them. And so I do. <laughs> I agree with Armand that they're like an eight-win team. I just don't think they're the best team in the division. The Vikings are better. And we should have beaten the Giants, who were quarterbackless. Somehow we lost that yeah. game. <laughs> and we Saquon were, a We were an, a freaking Darnell Mooney touchdown catch away from beating the Commanders. But again, I mean, we should have. I mean, if you're close with the Commanders, that's a, that's a red flag. But that that's five and two right there. I mean, Dude, I, the I Commanders beat the Packers. Yeah. So maybe not as bad as we thought. So who knows? <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, this is going to be one of those seasons where, I mean, the conference, and you touched on this, Grant, completely wide open. Again, we, we, we thought mm-hmm. we'd be talking about Tampa Bay, the Rams, like even the Chargers. I was so high on the, the right. you know, Chargers. That, that conference that we were talking about. You know, the the Chiefs, AFC West the Chiefs are going to have to compete. Oh. Find a way to compete against the Broncos now that they got <laughs> Russell Wilson and yeah. the Chargers and the Raiders. That it's like, once again, the Chiefs are going to run away. Are the Raiders going to come back and win the division? Yeah. No. Probably not. No. <laughs> Grant, I wanted to ask you another thing right here. Five best teams in the in the NBA so far. I know it's early. No overreactions. Give me your five best teams right now. Oh well, uh, I want to. I, I won't go in any order, but I'm going to say the Pelicans. I'm also going to wow. say the okay. Suns. Yeah. yeah, the Pelicans have looked absolutely sensational. Yeah. They beat the Mavericks yesterday without uh, Brandon Ingram and Zion. Um, you know, and, and they had about ten guys in double figures or something like that. It was crazy. So I'm going to go those two. Um, I'm also the Lakers, and I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, I'm going to go the Warriors. Even though the Warriors are two and two, I still like what they're doing. Um, you know, they've got three of the best players in the league. Almost, you know, you could always say that that core is going to be awesome. So I don't care if they're two and two. I also like uh, from the East. I love the Celtics. The Celtics. I thought even with the coaching change, they would still be awesome because of the roster that they put together. Brad Stevens put together an amazing roster. Um, you know, Malcolm Brogdon hasn't even gotten going yet. And there's, you know, Jalen Brown has taken that next step to the Celtics. You know, I, I know a lot of people in LA aren't going to like that, but the Celtics are the real deal still. Um, you know, Jason Tatum's still Jason Tatum. So you have those two formidable guys. They're going to be good. Um, you know, and Armand, I kind of like your Bulls. I'm not going to put them in the top five, but I was going to, I just want to <laughs> give you a shout out. I kind of like the Bulls this year. They're kind of performing better than my expectations. Um, you know, obviously the Bucks are awesome, uh, but a team that I kind of wanted to mention that's uh, in the, kind of laying in the you know in the woods over here is is you know it's not the Clippers because the Clippers I, I don't think they're even a top five team. Um, you know, I think it's the, the Magic. The Magic have wow. shown me signs that they could actually compete, Paolo. and maybe that seven. Yeah, Paolo Paolo Boncaro looks awesome. Franz Wagner. They have that core set, and the Magic aren't a team that you know I can't put them in the top five. I can't put them as a top five seed. But a team that can be like a seven or eight, they're, they're a sleeper hey. pick for me. Um, you know, and, and the Timberwolves have looked how's, 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 Snoop, how's Snoop Dogg's weed going for you? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Come on. The Magic are. Like the Ma- no, like they the suck. They suck. They almost beat the Celtics the other day. Who with cares? And Who cares? They off. suck. <laughs> they, they suck, dude. They Grant, suck. Grant, I'm on your side. I do think the Magic will be a playing team. I think no, that they're good. You. They nope. had a really and difficult no. opening schedule, and they have a star. They have a star. A star. Actually, they okay. have two. They have two stars. Easy to be a star when you're given like 15 shots a game, dude. Like it's all about usage. Percentage. You won't ever like back, like Paolo Banchero. You like 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 a, what? Yeah. What does he have to do to prove himself? What does he to have you? to? No, I I I I'm just a realist. I really like him. I think he's a 24 point per game scorer in his prime. But in his, mean, he's oh. doing that right now. Now <laughs> <laughs> he's literally 19 years old. I don't care. I'm still taking Ivy Keegan Murray. Benedict Matherin, Jabari Smith Jr. Oh, yeah. Maybe even Shaden okay. Sharp eventually when he gets going, when they allow him to have the reins in the Trailblazers org. This is going to be our biggest disagreement because I really do think Paolo yeah. is a superstar in the making, and I really think that this is the year 
Orlando starts to pick it up. I agree with you, Grant. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Grant, you were the best. We will uh, catch up with you again next week. Sure. But uh, listen, th- this has been fun. You know, because we, we yeah. definitely wanted to talk about the, the uh, Clippers. We'll see. Uh, again, just sure. five games into the season. But I, I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm having some concerns there. But uh, we will talk to you next week, my friend. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother got smoked by me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.